You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech fan number 182 with Tim and David. Uh, Owen is uh, absent this week, but big Apple news. We go through all of it. New iMacs, new uh, Mac minis, Yosemite. Check it out. And it is tech fan number 182. I'm Tim Robertson. Hey, David Cohen. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm fine. I'm back from travels. Yeah. Raring to go. Raring to go. Your your travels are not over yet, though, are they? No. No, I've, uh, let's say I'm in Israel. The end of this, uh, the end of, um, end of November. I've got a, a long trip down to London at the end of this month. Uh, I'm, I'm in fact, I'm always going back and forth to London. That's almost like a commute at the moment of 250 miles or so, but I'm sure you can appreciate that. That's what uh, I drive when I have to go into OWC one way, yeah, 250. Exactly. I don't take a train. I drive it because I'm oh, a yeah. man. Men do well, that. The, <laughs> the unfortunately, I think because of the geography of, of the UK and where I live relating to London, um, and, and because the UK really took advantage of, of the rise of rail upon the industrial revolution. We do have these very good rail links. Yeah. So I can, I can drive a 10 minute drive from my house, park up and, and get on a train. And two hours later, I'm in the middle of London. If, if I could do that, um, I would in a heartbeat. Unfortunately, the rail systems suck here in the U S at least in the Midwest, it, it'd be Amtrak. And it would take me, if I took the train from here to Woodstock, I'd have to change trains a couple times, but even with that, it would still take me a couple hours more than just driving it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, whereas for me and London, it's the other way around. If exactly. I drive it, yes. It'd be a four hour drive and then I wouldn't be able to find the area to park. And then I still had to spend an hour using public transport in London to get into where I go, when I need to go. So, cause, cause I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many people who haven't been there kind of realize this. London is, it's kind of a metropolis. It's huge. I mean, it's much, much bigger than the many American cities, and certainly much bigger than it, it's probably bigger than the tri-state area in New York, but it's certainly much, much bigger than Manhattan. Um, and so you do kind of have to spend a lot of time traveling across London to get to different places, and that's kind of a bummer. I yeah, mean, it takes a long time. And plus, they really do discourage people from driving in too. Oh yeah, we have this congestion charge now, so. Yeah. They, uh, they basically they have automatic number plate cameras, and you drive in, and then you're expected to pay. I think it's about ten pounds a day, so about fifteen twenty dollars a day. I understand the the concept of why they're charging you guys, but it seems just like a money grab to me. Um, well, because it, it hasn't really I, slowed down any congestion. Oh no, no. It, well, it, yeah, it's starting to pick up again now. When they first brought it in, it made a massive difference. I mean, what it does is it discourages casual or non-essential journeys. So, yes, it, I mean, it generates quite a lot of revenue, but uh, what it does is it, it does really stop people just saying, oh, I'm just going to drive into London on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, and if, you, you know, you, you accumulate that effect, then it does make a difference to the traffic. Obviously, the problem is for businesses and for people who have to drive into London, um, it's just another cost to lay on top of parking and fuel and all those other things. So, um, yeah. 
So tech fan will be a little sporadic over the next uh, five weeks. And that's because David's not the only one traveling. Actually, Owen is yeah. traveling this week, so that's that's yeah. why Owen's not here. Um, You've just been run, running me through your Bruce or schedule. That's right. This next week, yeah. uh, I will not be on the show next week because I will be traveling to both uh, Denver and the Boston area. Uh, I'll, I leave Sunday and I get home Saturday. So pretty much a whole solid week. And then I'm home for the week after that. Then I'm in L.A., and then the week after that, I'm in New York, and then I'm back in L.A., and then right before Thanksgiving, I'm home, and I should be home, and my schedule should be very easy until the end of January when CES happens. So, yeah. we, you know, we've got a few, well, let's just call it six weeks or so, five weeks of a hectic schedule with TechFan, and then we'll be back on schedule, and everything will be good. We'll, we'll work it out. I mean, Absolutely. We've... we've We've got enough coverage to make sure that we still should be able to turn something out every week, even if it's not our regular, the two of us chewing the fat. Absolutely. And, you know, we've both done solo shows and we prefer the conversation, obviously. And, and that's one of the reasons that we wanted Owen to come back on. So we did have some more coverage, but uh, we like having Owen on the show. It's He brings a, a flavor that you and I don't have, and I really enjoy it. Yeah. So with that, um, big news this week. Apple had their event, and yeah. I guess the, what was it, it's about time, or it's been too long, I guess that was the, uh, yeah. I guess it was the Mac, Mac Mini, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, was a, it was a bit of a weak joke, really. Yeah. <laughs> because, let's face it, they clearly thought, oh, let's let's have a title. It wasn't really strongly that themed against, because the Mac Mini wasn't the headline announcement by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so. I haven't watched the keynote yet. I, I was I was doing an educational show yesterday when the the keynote happened. So I've I actually downloaded it in iTunes, but I haven't watched it because I was also upgrading my Mac to Yosemite. So I haven't watched it. Have you actually watched the keynote? No, I didn't. I was uh, we had a kind of a company team day yesterday that I was at. So uh, the time here is, is when these events happen is normally early evening. Um, and we were just kind of sitting down to a company dinner. So I yeah. was stealing glances at my phone, but I couldn't even really follow the live blog or anything properly. So it was only this morning that I really got a chance to sit down and look through the details of what they launched. You know, this event didn't seem to have the hype leading up to it that we saw with the iPhone event. I wonder if that's kind of people just aren't as excited about iPads and Macs as they are iPhones. Or do you think it's because we knew we were getting something truly different when the iPhone was uh, coming out? I think there's an element of um, anticipation that surrounds the phone space that, that definitely eclipses everything else they do. Uh, and, of course, people were very much expecting the wearable device as well. So so that was the yeah. first on of, oh, there's going to be a one more thing. Whereas this is kind of a bit, bit more by the numbers, really. Um, and... While they gave a very good presentation around the iPads, um, if, if you kind of look at them purely on a spec-by-spec -spec basis, they're not particularly radical. So um, the, this is very much kind of the the let's let's just polish everything rather than do something new. Well, that's um, what we talked about the iPads. You know, over the last I don't yeah. know year or so on this show, yeah. what could they really do with the iPad to make people line up to want to buy the brand new one? I don't see that the new one is significantly great that people are going to line up and buy it. It's 
well you know <laughs> i thought that myself i think i said i said so last time i was on the show that i have an ipad air from last year so why would i want to buy a new one but i gotta be honest i find myself thinking mm, if i'm traveling overseas i could I could trade in my old iPad on the new one and get the Touch ID. Touch ID really is kind of a big thing for me. It's so good. Yeah, I like uh, it a lot as well. And, and it's a real jar for me to put my phone down, pick up my iPad, and then have to type in a code. Um, and and I do always have my my iPad encrypted because I do a little bit of work stuff and that on it. And really, everybody should have their device encrypted. Nobody wants anyone, government, a criminal, your your siblings or whatever looking at the stuff on your on your device so everyone should really have that on touch id does make that so simple um, it does particularly with i with ios 8 now where i can you know i can access my last pass my um, you know a, a encrypted password file um using that as well and uh yeah it touch id really is kind of a big thing so i'd be prepared to maybe lay out a small amount of money not you know five six hundred dollars but if you look at the difference between selling my current machine and getting a, a replacement iPad Air 2, I probably wouldn't be spending that much money. I would be prepared to spend a little bit of money to get the convenience of Touch ID. Plus, obviously, the, the iPad Air 2 has faster internals, uh, thinner, a slightly better screen, yep. got the anti-reflective coating. There are a few things there, but it's certainly it's not like, a, oh, I must go out and buy one straight away. But if I get an opportunity to get one at a, a you know, tax-free price or I'm going through an airport or something... I might be tempted, got to be honest. Well, I I tell you, you know, I've got the iPad 3, the first generation with the Retina display. And I have already come across a few games that are a little pokey on it. Mm. And, hmm, the battery's life isn't that great. And I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of was holding out for the new iPad. Yeah, I, I yeah. really was. And now that it's here, this would be, the what, the fifth iPad? No, yeah. the, the fifth or the sixth? The uh, fifth. It's the, the fifth. No, the sixth. It is the sixth. It was the, because there's the iPad 3 you had. That yep. was the first with Retina. Then there was the six months later, there was the uh, yeah, with the lightning connector. One. So that was the iPad 4, the, which they called the new iPad. Right. And then, then the, we had the iPad the Air, Air last yep. year, which would be the fifth. So this is the sixth. Yep. Okay. So so I'm three generations behind at this point. And I would be honest, yeah. We, I, my, my wife was rocking an old iPad three of mine, the first with Retina display last year. Yeah. And it was actually the decrease in battery life that prompted her to go. She said, "Oh, I'm going to go to an iPad Air because she said I, I don't want to pay for them to take it apart and put a new battery in." Right. Um, well, that's my problem with this. I, I, I noticed that my battery drains a lot faster on this iPad than it used to, and it's kind so of a pain you, in the butt. And I use my about, iPad all the time i really well, do yeah. i use it more than pretty much any other device other than my mac but the mac yeah, i use too. because that's my job yeah hmm. um so so yeah that that's if you think about the cost of getting a battery replacement on it versus what you get in terms of the upgraded device and, and trust me moving from a three to a to an ipad air is night and day i mean it really is it's so it really much faster. Is a very big performance upgrade yeah yeah um is is also as well the middle tier one is now 64 gig rather than 32 yep you'll be getting a bit more space well i've got a 64 well. i've got oh, the right. 64 ipad 3 so if I, I went with the middle of the road i it would be the same storage space but i've always been good about managing space on my ipad right now in fact i was uh syncing it just this morning and i noticed i had like uh 25 gigs free on it so i'm well, keeping it pretty I, sparse yeah. 
I've got the 128 gig, and it's actually nearly full. Right, but how much of that stuff are you actually using often enough that you have and to have it on that, there? Well, th- well, that's the thing. And you know what? If if it was easier to take stuff off and know you still owned it, I would I would not have as much stuff on there. I've got big games that I hardly ever touch, right? Or that I'm kind of putting off until I get time to really get into them. Like for instance, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, which is a game I've always wanted to play. Never played it on the PC. They did the Mac version, the uh, iOS version, and all the reviews say the iOS version is fabulous. And also as well, it supports the controller I bought when I was in San Francisco. So that's kind of perfect for me. But I really want to have some time to be able to sit down and put some real effort into that game. It's an evolved so game. Yeah, so so it's sat on my iPad. It's taking up three gig of space, something like that, and it's doing nothing. Now, yeah, I could delete it off. But the problem is the way that iTunes I, I know. and the App Store is organized. Yeah. I could delete it off, and then I would kind of forget that I owned it, and then I would never get to it. No, I don't think it would be that. You know what it is? Your fear is you will be somewhere like in Israel with a crappy connection, and now you want to play it, but and you can't download. You can't download it. It would take you four days to download. That's your fear. There are also sometimes these games get withdrawn, and if you if it's not on your device and they take it out the app store, you can't get it again. That's, so, well, uh, but if you download it, see, everything's synced to my iTunes. I don't yeah. do over-the-air syncing, so it's on my iTunes. It's on my computer, so I can always get it there. Uh, I hardly ever download stuff in my iTunes. I, in fact, I, I hardly ever fire up iTunes at home anymore. I found... Th- here's something interesting for you. Maybe this will, will change your mind. When I'm managing my space on my devices, I do it in iTunes. I'll plug in the device... Uh, and then I will sort the apps that I have by size, mm-hmm. and then if I and then I just scroll down the list, and it's either installed or it's not installed. And if it's installed and it's taking a lot of space, and I knew I and I know I need to free some space up, I'll I'll just remove it from the device. Yeah. Did you see my uh, my uh, probably not. I posted on Facebook and uh, Twitter. I was running out of room on my uh, iPhone 5s. Because, yes, mm-hmm. I still haven't got the 6 delivered, the 6 Plus delivered. No, I'm still waiting for my 6 mm-hmm. as well. So. Diane. Um, and that's the other thing. If the 6, it's big. I, I wonder how many of the things that I'm doing on my iPad I could actually just do on my iPhone with the 6 Plus. Well, a lot and if of that's the case, trying- do I really need a new iPad? But the battery life yeah. on this iPad really is sucky. And I'm spending more yeah. time on the road now. And it's it's not convenient in a hotel room to be using a laptop like it is uh, an iPad. And I do my reading on it. I do some games on it. I get some web browsing done. I do a lot of stuff on my iPad. So a new one yeah. would just make my life a lot easier. Yeah, you talk yourself into it. Mm. Uh, I did I did have that. Uh, obviously, Apple uh, launched a new iPad mini yesterday. And unlike last year's model, they didn't give it kind of functional parity with the no, iPad No, it's... it's uh, you know, I I don't get that at all. I really don't. Unless this new uh, this new chip just runs a lot hotter and they need more space, but I, I, don't, I don't get if, it. Wonder if this new chip is just not as available as they want it to be, and therefore, if they were to to put it in both machines, they they would they would then then be supply constrained. Yeah, so could be. they decided. They decided to take one of the models and and make it run on the. I mean, don't get me wrong. Last year's model is no slouch. It's not slow by any stretch of the imagination, but um, obviously it's not it's not the new hotness. 
Um, and uh, what, I think what's, what kind of it may put a couple of people off with it about the new Mini is that people who bought the original Mini, the non-Resna one, are now finding that it's virtually unusable with the latest iOS. Yep. Um, and so if, you, is, if you're immediately buying into a, a device that's not running the latest and greatest, you, you're immediately thinking maybe you're setting yourself up for that fall in a couple of years' time. That's a legitimate concern because when it came yeah. to iPads, I... I told myself I'm going to wait to every third generation, and I kind of yeah. am doing that. But you know, I went from the iPad one to the iPad three, so that's technically that's only two generations. But yeah. it was a significant jump that I, I made. I made that leap. Now my wife still uses, uh, although not all the time, uh, she uses the original iPad. But I, I know for a fact she would love a, a newer iPad. It's just so much better than that original iPad. Um, so would you would you give your, uh, yeah. your current one to her? Yeah. yeah. Well, the kids always want to play with the iPads, too. And I would love to be able to set the original iPad up as, you know, the kid's iPad. We we turn off all the... Uh, well, number one, I turn off the, the uh, Wi-Fi on any devices yeah. that they just play with. And then we can unlink... Uh, Facebook accounts and stuff like my wife's that the the first iPad my wife has signed in on Facebook so I am um, where was I I think I was at I think I was in LA are you awake Julie where was I in LA yeah so I'm in LA and I get a text message on Facebook yeah from Julie but it says I miss you, Dad, or we miss you, Dad, or I miss you, Dad. One of the two. Right. And it was Cole on her yeah. iPad, launched the web browser, went to Facebook. He, remember, he's six. Yeah. And he sent me a message on her Facebook account. Now, yeah. those are the kind of things that, as parents, you, you have to take into consideration when you let your child play with an Absolutely. iPad or your laptop or your iPhone or your Android device or your Windows phone or your iMac or whatever it is, if your account information is in there and it's not password yeah. protected, they can get into it. And this is a prime and example. Now, Julie and I don't do anything on our devices that we'd have to fear the kids seeing or, but you know, sometimes you have friends on Facebook, for instance, that may post stuff that's really inappropriate for kids to see. Ab absolutely. Yeah. Jokey pictures, jokey vines, pictures. That sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, some stuff that might be a, you know, certainly, well, depend on on what your friends are like, but but certainly is not not stuff you want young kids to see. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, we have this with my son all the time. He's he's never he's kind of always chafed a little bit against the fact that all his devices, his uh, the Mac in his room, and also the the iPad he uses, I lock them down as far as I can lock them down, and sure. I'm very careful about what you he have does. To. Yeah, and and, he, and and one of his favorite things is to go onto YouTube and look at YouTube, and I, I'm always saying to him, look, the problem is, um. I know you're only saying you're looking at Yu-Gi-Oh videos or Sonic videos or something like that. But first of all, you can't necessarily judge a face a YouTube uh, video by its cover. No. Nope. <laughs> or by its name. Have, yeah. Sometimes they have stuff in there that isn't what it says on the tin. Yep. Um, and I said the other thing as well is there's always lists of other stuff at the site. Maybe you might want to look at this video. I mean, you know, there's a whole load of stuff there. And basically it's a rabbit it's hole. A, it, well, it's a, it's. It's designed for adults. It's not designed for kids. That's right. You know, so so he, he you know, he was like, and he, he worked around it a couple of times. You know, he found that even the view chat was, 
YouTube app wasn't there. He could get to it via browser if he knew what he was doing. And, and you know, so we've, we've, we've talked to him about it. And, yeah, his, his setup is much more restricted than I think most of his friends is. But So, well, we did that with, yeah. with Brooks' laptop. Now, Cole at 6 is asking when he gets a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> I said you have to be at least, uh, I think I told him 10 or 11. I forget now. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, he's not getting a laptop right now. Yeah. But Brooke has yeah, one, and I've got it locked down pretty tight. Where she goes to websites, it, it literally says, "Do you want to add this website?" And if you know, I have to put my name and password in there. Although something's screwy because it's not taking my password now. What I really need to do is nuke and pave that laptop, start from scratch, and set right. up an, a, a new account and make sure everything's just airtight and linked to my iTunes account, mm-hmm. uh, my iCloud account, I guess I should say. That way, I have complete so, control over yeah. it. So I set up family sharing on on Alexander's iPad, and that's really been quite interesting because obviously now that means that if he wants, even if it's a free uh, game or something, then he has to send me a request, and then I approve it on my phone and my uh, device, my uh, iPad. And it's been interesting how many I start to get from him, and I start to realize how many things he would download and get. Um, He's pretty good at not trying to buy stuff even though he can't anyway, it's all turned off. But he, he knows really to go for the free stuff rather than the right. paid stuff. Um, so he's pretty good about that. But I've been surprised at the level of stuff he's 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 asked for me. And, and we've kind of, we've worked a system out now. Basically, I say, well, you have if you have a good week at school and all your homework's done, then, you know, send me some a couple of links on a Saturday and I'll look at them and I'll decide whether you can have them. And then if he's, if he's done particularly well, then I'll say, well, that paid game you want or... Um, so an in-app purchase like a pinball table or something you can have um, but it, it, it has it has been kind of interesting to, to see an insight into what he would be doing if I wasn't controlling what Absolutely. he was, uh, Brooke what is, to, you know. we're kind of like that with Brooke but she's not so much into apps on the iPhone and stuff although she likes them and plays with them and there's a few that she'll ask for but for her it's books on the, my Kindle White which to be honest is kind of her Kindle yeah. White now right. um, it you know I my original Kindle that didn't have the backlit screen I gave to Brittany and she uses it. She likes it. And then I don't know, there was some book that Brooke wanted to read and it was just so much cheaper and easier to get on the Kindle. Mm-hmm. So I got it on the Kindle. I let her use my Kindle white and she pretty much keeps it with her 24 seven when she's home. Yeah. It's, it's kind of become, and she scratched the screen a little bit. She felt terrible about it. She cried. Um, so it's kind of her Kindle White, although I'm not officially giving it to her or anything. But it it kind of is. <laughs> uh, I mean, the thing is, with, thing is with books, it's one of those things where you really you yeah, don't it's reading, it's books. It's like you, I don't want to be discouraging at all. Say, yeah, I want you to do as much I, of that absolutely. as you feel like you want to do. <laughs> she 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 reads like you wouldn't believe too, and and it's yeah. it's great when she sees something that she would like to read. We don't have to go to the store. I don't have to order it online and wait for it to be delivered. It's literally a couple clicks in my web browser, and I send it wirelessly to the Kindle, and I go, okay, it's on there now. And literally, it's been two minutes, and now she's reading this story, uh, this I, book. It's great. I, I, I had an interesting experience with Alexander last weekend. I just arrived back from Mauritius, and it was his birthday on the Friday that I arrived. So uh, I, I was there kind of late in the day, so it was good that we got a chance to... Uh, spend a bit of time actually on his birth even though i was pretty much a jet lag zombie <laughs> yeah. but, but the following the following day he'd opened all his cards and presents and you know he's at that age now he's 12 so he's at that age where a lot of people give him money rather than a uh, present 
So he had he had some cash. So he said, oh, can we go out and, and I'd like to, to spend some of this money. So we, we were going around the shops and we were trying to kind of guide him into what he might what he might want to buy we didn't want to see him waste the money and all this sort of thing and uh we were in the store and they had it was a bookstore and they had um kindles there and so we both of us we said to him you know maybe maybe you want to get a kindle so you can do electronic books uh well and he looked he'd, he'd never really seen the kind of e-ink ones before so he had a look at those and he says oh, i'm not really sure i i kind of like those and then they had one of these new six inch color tablet ones they have that they've just launched was it kindle six hd6 yep this this cheap one i mean it's yeah it's 99 bucks here yeah yeah exactly it was about 80 pounds for it and i thought for a six inch color tablet actually it's a pretty sweet deal it is it's very well very well put together very well but looks really nice well they're sending so that to me for review which i haven't got yet uh, but yeah. yeah so you know first impression the first time i'd actually seen it hands-on i i was quite impressed so, so we said well, mate, what about this one then? Because then it would be a reader, but you could do a couple of extra things on it as well. And he said something that, that for him, <laughs> you know, he's only 12, I thought was extremely mature. He said, well, I can get, I, I, you can get the Kindle app on the iPad, can't you? And I went, yeah. <laughs> he said, so why would I want another tablet? I already have a tablet. <laughs> wow. And, and yeah, I was, I was really impressed by that. I that thought, is well, impressive. Yeah. You're doing better than Dad there, who keeps. Yeah. <laughs> he's learning from your mistakes, David. That's yeah. what he's doing. But talking of mistakes, you you mentioned about the Facebook message from Cole. I had uh, it, it. I had a <laughs> a little bit of a faux pas yesterday evening that shows how this technology can undo you when when people start sending you messages. My brother's in the states at the moment, uh, and what he texted me last week and he said, "Do you want anything while I'm there?" So I went, oh, I'm not really sure. And then he said, well, what about a GoPro? He'd heard us talk about it on the show a few weeks ago. So I said, uh, well, you know, I'm not sure I want to spend that sort of money, really, you know. Uh, but I said, I'll look into it and I'll let you know. And I, I then looked into it. I found out that GoPro have launched a, an introductory model just called the GoPro Hero. And it's, it's like $130. Um, and it, it, it's it, it's very basic in that you can't do all the customization you can do with the, the more expensive cameras. But it's actually last last year's model effectively in a new case. Right. And I thought, oh, for kind of playing around with it, that'd be okay. And that's not too much money. So I said to myself, well, if you see one, one of these ones, then yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> and then he'd been watching the Apple event and he texted, he iMessaged me and he said, um, okay, yeah, just seeing the Apple event, I'm going to go out and get one of those, try and get one of those Mac Minis, the new Mac Minis. He says, you know, I've been after a Mac Mini for a while, and that looks really good. And then he said, so I'm heading off to the store, and I'll pick up your camera while I'm there. <laughs> I get this iMessage on my phone. Straight afterwards, I get an iMessage from my wife saying, what camera? Your bust is. <laughs> right. I know it happened. The message had come to my phone, but also to my iPad, which yep. is sat next to the bed, which is where she was. And she yep. heard the message and picked it up thinking it was hers. Yep. <laughs> So I had to text about. Oh, you know, we, we were just talking about it. it. Was no commitment to buy, no commitment to buy. And then, then I sent that to Jeremy. I said, "Don't get the camera and don't message back to me and reply to this message." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bastard. That's uh, well, funny. yeah. So, so maybe Apple needs to think about a uh, a privacy mode where you can uh, remotely stop your other dis devices displaying all the messages you're getting. <laughs> um. You, yeah, I think you have to go into each device and deselect yeah. it. 
Yeah, but it'd be nice if you could maybe if you could control that from any device you're that, on. It should. It, that's the way it should be, and I. I don't think you can, because no, I, so. I up like I said I upgraded my iMac late last night, and it went and turned all the iMessages on for all of my devices on the iMac. So my yeah. wife got a message today from her sister, and it popped up on my Mac. So I just quickly closed it and then turned off iMessages on my Mac for her phone. And I noticed my daughter's phone was also on there turned on. So I turned that off. Thankfully, nothing came to there. Um, but you almost feel guilty because you're like, I, I, I promise I wasn't trying to spy. Uh, but, you know, but I had turned it off before because it happened in reverse. My messages started going to Brittany's phone or Julie's or somebody's and they were getting my messages. And yeah, yeah, I don't have any secrets or anything, but I still don't like the fact that, you know, what, what if I was talking to someone about a birthday present for her? Yeah, the personal conversation is a personal conversation. And just because you 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 know it's you, it's you wouldn't walk around every personal conversation you had shouting at the top of your voice so everyone else could hear it right. and it's kind of the same sort of thing if you're in that situation really. well it could also yeah, be annoying my, because i get messages yeah. from people at work like yesterday i was meeting a guy at this thing and he kept messaging me now if julie was getting those messages on her iphone it would start to get annoying for her yeah that's right yeah you know so yeah they're they at the very least if you go to iCloud.com, you could turn off messages for certain devices on other devices. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I'd, what really, really, what I'd, I'd like it to be automated. It'd be great if, when my iPhone is near my iPad, then I pick up the messages on my iPad. But when my iPhone is not near my iPad because I'm not there, then then it doesn't it doesn't display them. That would be perfect for me. Yeah. And I would imagine that's the sort of thing they'll kind of refine over time with handoff. But um, well, know, let's yeah, take that a, was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is definitely a thing. Let's take uh, a quick break, David, and we'll come back and we'll discuss uh, some other things that happened with this Apple event and anything else that's caught our fancy in the tech world. We'll be right back. Ever think about becoming a podcaster? Thinking, wow, you know, that's probably way too hard. Well, we have a solution. The Stoplight Network is looking for brand new shows to join the network. Won't cost you a dime. In fact, you might actually make some money off of it. So if you've always wanted to podcast and it seemed way too daunting, drop me a line. My name is Tim Robertson. I am the host of TechFan. I started the MyMac podcasting at the dawn of podcasting, and I can help you get your podcast up and running. Simply send an email to Tim, that's T-I-M, at MyMac.com. M-Y-M-A-C dot com. Tim at MyMac.com. Let's get your show ready for prime time. Back here on the Tech Fan Podcast number 182. Uh, you know, we'd love to have feedback from you. And uh, we did get one last week. But it's kind of geared towards um, Owen. Because he yeah. was having the problem with the NAS and his iTunes library being rebuilt in Windows all the time. It was very frustrating. Uh, so let's save that for next week when you're doing a show with Owen. Because sure. it's kind of, you know, it's for him. So, oh, okay. um, so we're going to save that. That was from uh, Peter. He left it on the show notes for tech fan number 181. So, but we'd love to hear from you. Send us email. I'm Tim at techfanpodcast.com. Owen is Owen at techfanpodcast.com. And David is, what are you at? Tech, 
Is it, yeah. That works? I think so. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, of course, you can always go to the website, just like Peter did, and leave a comment right in the show notes, and uh, we'll read it here on the next episode, unless it's kind of for one person and they're not here, and then we save it. <laughs> so we... Uh, Apple had quite a few things. I, the one that was kind of intriguing to me was... The 5K iMac. Yeah. But, man, it, what, it starts at like 2500 bucks. I guess a big retina display like that is a pricey beast to, to buy and install. I can't, um, you know, I've got a 2011 iMac. No, 2009 iMac. Maxed out on RAM with an SSD. And I've yet to think, ugh, this thing is just getting slow and pokey. And I've yeah. also yet to think, Man, wouldn't this 27-inch iMac, which is sitting a foot away from my face, wouldn't it be better with a Retina display? No, I, I really it, I I don't not at all. Look, if someone I, I if someone admit, came to me yeah. and said, "Hey Tim, I'll trade you this brand new 27-inch Retina display iMac for yours," of course I'd trade it. What am I stupid? But to actually go out and spend my own money on a new iMac, I no I. This machine works great. Now, if, there, if I was really having problems with it, I may seriously look at this new iMac. But even then, I don't know. Is to you? I don't know. I, I think I don't. I get it, I, but I don't get it. Well, again, I I wonder if this is something where the volumes they can get these displays at constrains how many they can sell. So so again, they they price. I mean, it's a pretty beefy machine it's quad core i5 three and a half gigahertz um plenty of video memory obviously for that big display mm -hmm. i wonder if if they basically produced the mid to high end model first because they know that they haven't got millions and millions of these displays to go around and then as they become more manufacturable in more bulk that's the next we'll apple see, event we'll see yeah we'll see a lower end imac kind of an entry level retina imac well they did the same um, thing with the laptops too if you remember the yeah. first retina was a 15 inch macbook pro and it was very expensive and eventually it kind of trickled down to almost all of the it's 13 yeah. inch has them and so yeah I, I think i think you, i mean you do make a very good point there and there's been a lot of grousing since this came out for people go oh, well, i've got a mac pro i've got a four thousand dollar mac and i've got a crappy display on it rather than retina where's my retina display for this just please please retina is great and i i do understand certainly with the laptops that once you go to retina it's very difficult to go back to an ordinary display but if you're not doing that side by side or you're not used to retina i mean i've sat in front of a two-year-old macbook air here is it two years three years old might be three years old um still runs great uh no problems with it and the display this 11 inch one the display on this is fabulous and it looks really good with Yosemite. I know a lot of people have been putting around saying, oh, Yosemite's not designed for Retina. It'll look like crap on non-Retina Max. That's garbage as far as I'm concerned. It looks great here. It looks um, great on mine. Yeah. My, I'm so, so it's a case of, okay, so the machine's good, performs well, does what I need to do. There's no compelling reason to upgrade. And I'm, again, Retina, I'm just not sure. I think if you're into graphics work, if you're into video work, that is where you want to be. But it's not the sort of thing I think I want to go out and drop a hell of a lot of money on just to get into. Yeah. If I can get it with my, I was kind of disappointed there was no Retina MacBook Airs, but that's because I'm looking for my for our company to buy as one. Um, 
I guess uh, I will be disappointed if they don't come out in the next year with a with a Retina MacBook Air. But that's only because I don't want to buy uh, 15 or 20 of the old ones and then find they release it three months later. Yeah. You know, but, but uh, it's, not, it's not like I'm looking at my uh, MacBook Air screen and I'm saying it's garbage, I must change it. But quite the opposite. It's still one of the best laptop displays uh, I get to use. Certainly a hell of a lot better than the Windows laptops we have here at work. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, I mean, it's uh, the, these Lenovo machines we use are not a million miles away from... In fact, they might be a little bit more expensive than entry-level MacBook Airs um, in cost, and yet the displays on them... They're high-res, 1600 by uh, 1200, but they, they look like garbage. They really are. They're not bright, they're not sharp. Right. So what do you think about the new uh, Mac Mini? It's a $100 price drop, which I think yeah. is pretty cool. Actually, like, yeah, may, people are making a big deal of that, but you got to remember just a couple of years ago, they actually raised the price by 100 bucks. Yeah. So this is right. this is more in line to where the Mac Minis were priced for a very long time until they bumped up the cost for a couple of years. Now they're coming back down. So not, let's I've, not give I've, them too much yeah. credit there. <laughs> no, I've, I've always liked the Mac Mini. I, I, I've it's a great machine. Of them. I still have one on my desk back at home. Um, I was using one here at work for for a good while before I switched to the to the air. Um, they they are nice machines, and I think this is a well well deserved upgrade. So it really brings them brings them up to spec. And you know the Mac Mac Mini um, is it's a pretty capable device now. Yeah, it it's, starts at 1.4 gigahertz dual core Intel i5, which is not a slow processor by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Uh, you can go all the way up to a three gigahertz i7, um, but it's got the new uh, Haswell CPUs in it, uh, PCIe uh, flash-based storage. Now, of course, RAM and hard drive are soldered in, which uh, you know, the more and more Apple does this, the more and more I'm not happy. Um, I just yeah, but. You, but you work for a company that <laughs> no even right, bef- so. even before then I really didn't like the thought of locking in people with in in such a way that I can't upgrade my own machine or I can't even but, pay someone to upgrade my own machine yeah, I, but I it's know the exactly pi- it's the big yeah. pen you know it's disposable you you well, order it the uh, way yeah, you but, want it and yeah. if something changes in the future oh just just go ahead and order a new one. But unfortunately, that's the commoditization, consumerization of IT, and that's where that's where we've got the reason. I think that that companies like Apple don't do upgradeability is because they've looked at the numbers and it's so such a tiny percentage they they feel they don't need to cater to it. No, and that that's for, not for it. them for 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 them the upsides in terms of the um, the pureness purity of the design. No, that's not it either. Purity no. of the manufacturing no. is 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 is, no. is, a, is a good payoff for that. No, it's not. It's it's all about if people upgrade their machines, they're not going to buy a new one from us. That's as far as it goes. That's what it is right there. Because there's no difference between being able to upgrade your RAM and hard drive and a Mac Mini and not as far as aesthetics go, as far as manufacturing goes, makes almost no difference at all. They do it because they know you're going to come back and buy another one when you land a job as a graphic designer, which you've always wanted to do, and now you can actually get paid, and oh, well, you got this Mac Mini, but you're stuck at X number of gigs, and you really need this number of gigs, so you just got to buy a new one. Sorry. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I mean, this this MacBook Air I have here, I've I've thought about upgrading that. It's fairly easy to take the bottom off and put a new um, a new SSD in there to give myself a bit more space. And you know, not um, everybody has the ability to have their machines upgraded. We've got listeners on the show that the nearest Apple store is hours and hours and hours away. Yeah. You know, so having something that they can't upgrade or work on at all, period, themselves, is really getting discouraging for them. And I get it. And I'm kind of with them. And it's, it's not good for the consumer at the end of the day. And I do kind of wish we could upgrade our batteries on the iPads and the iPhones. Would it really make that big of a difference if there was a, a little button that you could you could stick a, uh, a pen in and have the back slide off? Would it make that big of a difference? Aesthetically, would Apple sell millions less? I don't know. I think, I, I, I presume it's not, I don't think it's just, when you talk about design, I don't think it's just pure aesthetics. I think it's also structural. It's about weight. It's about um the ability to manufacture it in, in less complicated ways. Which I get it a little bit make. on the on the you iPhones. Know. I get it less on the iPad and the and the Macs. I really do. I, yeah. I just have a problem with it. You know, if, no, I, if your hard drive is starting to run out of space on your laptop and you can't upgrade the hard drive, Apple's solution is what? To bring an external hard drive with you everywhere? What's the point in having well, a, a laptop at that yeah, point? Or buy a fact, new one? In fact, I have, I, I, I've noticed that, I don't know if you noticed this, but the price of really large USB 3 flash drives has fallen through the floor. Yep. I got, a, I got an email this morning saying that for about £22, I could have a 128 gig USB 3 flash drive. Yep. So I actually, I actually saw that and I thought, well, that's not a lot of money. I could... But the, the 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 thing I need flash drives are use, notoriously unreliable, though. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The, what I what I need the storage for is actually for virtual machines, so I can run Windows on on my Mac. Right. Um, and it would be, if I, if I could do that when I was traveling, I would probably use the MacBook Air actually as my main machine all the time and never use my Windows laptop. But it's only got a one twenty eight gig SSD in, and it's there's not in you know one of the one of the Windows VMs we use would be about fifty gig. Right. So. I would need I would need that sort of storage. I don't know how well it would work off a USB three flash drive. Mm, it'd but, be a little you know, bit funky. Yeah, um, but but you know I could I could replace the flash drive in this, and obviously newer machines you can't. So that is a that is a downside. Yeah, uh, certainly. So is. you're supposed to buy a new machine so you can do more work because work demands it now. It it makes no well, sense yeah, to I me. Mean, there's there's no wait, reason. Look, don't that, get me wrong. If work really demands it, then I'll say to work, you buy the machine. I'm right, but it's not everybody you know, is in that position. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And yeah. if you're a if you're a small business owner or you're an independent contractor, then obviously you often have to make do with what you have. That's right. Um, and in that in those circumstances, it's nice to be able to upgrade. But as I said, I'm sure that Apple's run the numbers and have said that. I think I don't think that's what it is. I think it's their philosophy. They want you to buy a new computer from them every two years. That's what they want. They want you to come back and give them more money. And I get it. They're a business. That's what they're. That's what they do. They they have to make money. That's their fiduciary responsibility to the stockholders, to the shareholders. I get it. But eventually. 
there's going to be a backlash. I think people are going to start getting upset that they can't do anything with these machines. They can't fix them themselves and everything is going to be expensive. Uh, you have to pay extra money to get the warranty. Well, if you make it so I can't work on it myself and the warranty costs extra, people are going to start getting upset about stuff like that, man. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and arrogance is only going to, you know, cause more problems. Oh. I think the uh, well the uh, the only thing I'd say to balance that is if you look at across the rest of the PC industry they're all going the same way too. No, I haven't. I haven't. Well, the Ultrabooks are different. They're dirt cheap, and that's they are what they are. But PC laptops, PC desktops, they're all to to every company that I've looked at, they're all upgradable. You could change the power source. You can upgrade the hard drive. You can swap motherboards if you want to. Looking at the machines that are available now, I'm seeing a move more more towards the kind of the MacBook Air style model where actually everything is sealed in and there's not a lot you can change. Most of the PC laptops let you put more memory in, um, but hard drives are becoming uh, more difficult to change, uh, and and a lot of them have the sealed in batteries now. Yeah. Don't have interchangeable batteries. I don't know the 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 more mobile we get, the less choice we have. It seems to be. I'm not happy about That's this true. trend. I'm not. No, no, but as I say, I think there's a wider. You know, this this thing about disposability is is not it's not just in computing. No, no, everything. no. I agree. It's it's the way things are going, and I I don't really like that. You know, last week, for oh. instance, uh, I was talking to Owen about uh, my kids really enjoying some of the arcade games that I have. These games are 25, 30 years old, some of them, and they're still. <sighs> They're still being played. There's the the playability, the the game level designs. They're good. They're timeless. Some of the new games you get through it once and that's it. You don't play it again. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, it's I, that kind I of mentality. That, yeah. What what's that um, that game that about three four months ago was all over the iTunes store? Was Slappy um, Bird? No, the 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 one that kind of looks like pseudo three D. It kind of looks like. Uh, like Escher's paintings as a puzzle game. Monument Valley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Monument Valley. Now I play through that and and it you could you were as you were playing through it, it became very clear after the first couple of levels that it really wasn't designed to be challenging. It actually was designed to be a beautiful way of telling a story. Yeah, right. Um so you know, it was over in about 45 minutes. And there's um, no replayability you know. at all. No replayability at all. Basically, yep. once you've played the game, you've played the game. That's it. And, no, and no. you know that the, the, the company made it are probably working on another one. Oh, sure. That will just be the next set of levels. Right. Now, I, I don't have a problem with that per se, because you could argue that they made an artistic choice to present whatever it is they were doing in that way. But the problem is, is that, again, you're ending up... It's, it, it, it's part of a trend, and the difficulty is pretty soon everything's going to be like that. Exactly. But, I mean, there are some games out there that the replayability is through the roof. Now, you could say multiplayer. That kind of goes without saying. But I'll I'll say the Lego games. You play through the whole game, and then you go back and play the same levels to unlock all these things and discover all the hidden little things and the little Easter eggs. That was... That was always the beauty of, of games like Super Mario series. Yes. In fact, you, you know, there was an awful lot in there you could find once you'd actually played through the main flow of the game. And going back and doing that was part of the fun. Absolutely. The Internet's kind of ruined a little bit of that because you can just Google it real quick to find out what you where you should go. But, <clears throat> yeah, I, it's that trend in technology 
and not just technology, life, really. I, I don't really like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I would like to see a little pushback from consumers on it, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I really don't. So, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we don't really understand the impact of that consumerization on, on everything, really. Right. You know, we, all we look at is the cost. You know, we complain about the cost of having to go out and buy a new laptop, but actually, what does it cost in terms of right. jobs and energy and manufacturing and shipping to actually churn those new devices out year after year and don't get me wrong i know all our listeners are going you hypocrite you've just been talking about buying a new ipad air 2 and you've already got the ipad air 1 i appreciate i'm i'm just as blind blinded to it as everybody else um maybe maybe i should resist that urge but hmm. <laughs> i i would probably resist when it came to the ipad mini if i were you because you did just buy yeah. that one and the yeah. only thing that you're missing is sticking your thumb against the sensor. That's the only thing you're missing. Mm-hmm. Is it really worth spending that much money again for that convenience? I don't know. Not. Maybe it is for you. Maybe it wouldn't I'm, be for me. Um, I'm a weak man. <laughs> you're a weak man. Now, for me, <laughs> I have waited three years yeah. since my last iPad. I'll give so, you a pass. Yeah, I get a pass there. You have my permission. But I'm still not. I'm not going to pull the trigger anytime soon. No, just make sure, and certainly make sure you, if anybody's buying it for you, they don't send any iMessages about it that Julie might see. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, on an unrelated topic, but not so much because we were just talking about video games. You know, I, we do talk about video games quite a bit here on the show, uh, uh, usually as it relates to technology. Um, but this should come as no surprise that I do have a passion for not just new games, but old games. I mean, I've been talking about arcades for the past, I don't know, a couple months now. And I, I, you know, I've got a rich history when it came, when it comes to video games, because I, I was born in 1970. And that means there was no video games when I was born and I saw them. And the first batch of video games were created for my demographic. And as I've got older, the video games matured along the way as well. And so at every stage of my life, there's always been video games that's appropriate for someone my age. That's probably the only medium that the entertainment industry, David, that's that's true of. I can't think yeah. of another one. Nope. And so I've always had that passion, but I didn't really have the outlet to talk about it at all, to tell stories. Now, I can hear on TechFan if I wanted to, but that's not really what we designed this show to be when we first started this 182 yeah. episodes ago. And I, I needed some kind of an outlet. Now, of course, I own MyMac.com. I can write and post anything I want there. I can turn into a recipe site if I wanted to. But that's not what I designed back in 95. That's not what my Mac was about. And it's kind of stayed on the same trajectory as far as content is concerned as it was back in 95. I mean, if you actually could read that, that very first episode, it's talking about Apple stuff. It's doing product reviews. It's the same thing. It's, you know, that's what it was designed to be, and that's what it still is. And it succeeded because of it. But I needed an outlet to kind of write about video game stuff. And so I started a new website. It's not a commercial thing. Uh, I don't have any ads up there. I don't even have links to my Mac or anything yet. I probably will eventually. But um, it's it gives me the opportunity to do some, do some uh, long-form writing about video games. And uh, cool. I've got two things posted right now, and I've 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 got the itch to write some more. 
Uh, it's, Excellent. It's called uh, notnewvideogames.com. So that's the site. Cool. I wrote wow. my first one. Six hundred. Yeah, the first one was yeah. the uh, obligatory first post, and I talk a little bit about Mame, uh, just kind of setting things up, and I've got a picture of my setup in there. And then the second one, I talk about the uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred in nineteen seventy nine, uh, and it's a personal story. And uh, I, you know, is if anyone reads it, that's great. If they don't, that's fine. It's it's a it's curing a creative itch for me. I need cool. that. I need that occasionally. Yeah. You know, I started out, uh, you know, in the technology world as a writer, and I've still been writing much longer, a decade more than I've doing the podcast. But probably for the last ten years, my focus has been more on podcasting than it has been writing. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I published two books in the last ten years, <laughs> but still, it's my focus is here on on podcasting. Whether it's OWC yeah. Radio, whether it was the MyMac podcast, whether it was Geekiest Show Ever. Um, is there any other shows in there other than Tech Fan that we created? I can't think of any. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. So those are the shows. And now, of course, Tech Fan, which we've been doing for a very long time. And that's not going to change. Yeah. That that I, I, I'm sure you're probably the same way. This, this show allows a, me to itch a creativity that I don't have another outlet for. No. No, I, definitely. I mean, it's it's pretty much the highlight of my week, really, um, to be able to uh, come on and do this, and uh, wouldn't miss it for the world. Me neither. But I do uh, ask if you guys want to read that, go to notnewvideogames.com. I'll put a link in uh, the show notes at Tech Fan Podcast number 182, so if you want to follow up from there, you'll find it. Um, cool. But yeah, if, if, uh, if you guys read it and you want to give me a shout-out, that's cool. I'll I'll read your comments here on this show too. It doesn't doesn't really matter to me, um, but it's fun. I you know it it doesn't cost a lot to start up a blog you know, and uh, I encourage other people if if you've never done it just start one. Start writing about something. It's it's nice to be able to get your your thoughts and opinions out there. Even if no one's reading it, it's it's still it's scratching that itch. It's cathartic. I think is the word, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It is for me, anyways. So, uh, speaking of an itch, I'm itching to end the show, David, because we we probably need to wrap this up and uh, get on with our day. Indeed. So, again, we'd love to get feedback from everyone. It's um, OW... Wow, you see what I did there? It's it's techfanpodcast.com is where you can go and leave messages for uh, me, David, Owen, and we will read them right here on the show. And like I said earlier, if there's one specific you know message for a person and they're not on that show we'll just hold it over like we're going to do for owen here and please go up to itunes uh, review the show you know you can leave a you can do a written review there hey love the show hey hate the show these guys suck whatever it is please go to itunes and leave us a review it does help in the rankings and uh, uh we want people to listen to the show that's what we do it for yeah right indeed <laughs> All right, David, uh, I'll miss you guys uh, next week, but I look forward to seeing you after that, and have a good show next week. Cool, thanks a lot. Have a good trip. Thanks, you too.